touch after touch after touch. So six hours from now? Still sanitized. 12 hours? Yep. 18 hours. We're really doing this. 24 hours. When used as directed, one spray of microban keeps killing 99.9% of bacteria touch after touch for, yeah, up to 24 hours. Wow. Microban 24, the sanitizer four out of five doctors would use in their own homes. So why aren't you? At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, hey eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. In engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at fuelrewards.com. About that art auction at the casino. 11 pieces of art by Pablo Picasso sold at auction this weekend in Vegas for a combined $109 million. The nine paintings and two ceramic pieces had been displayed inside the Picasso restaurant at the Bellagio Gallery of Fine Arts for more than two decades. Earlier this year, the owner of MGM Resorts decided to sell them. The most expensive piece in the collection was a painting known as Woman in a Reddish-Orange Hat. It sold for $40 million. The auction was held on what would would have been Picasso's 140th birthday. Monica Ricks, CBS News. A second act for Laurie Lachlan. Cody, nothing has made me happier than being your mom. Hallmark has released a clip of its upcoming holiday special, When Hope Calls, featuring the actress' first appearance since she and her husband served prison time in the college admissions scandal. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. I don't know what would have happened without you. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. I'm Brandy. You may know me as a branch manager, but I'm also a volunteer and a band mom. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find Brandy or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or during times of stress, the Pickering House is a 
serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Get the facts every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM WATH. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. King Ace Hardware in Middleport, Ohio is proud to carry Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines. Joanna has partnered with Kills to create a premium paint line and a coordinated color palette that makes creating classic looks simple. And with its hardworking durability and stain resistance, you can protect the value that you create. So to start turning your vision into a reality, come talk to the helpful folks at King Ace Hardware in Middleport. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Looking for the perfect gift? How about a laser-engraved sign? Here at A Work of Heart, one of our most popular items is a sign or photo frame that can be personalized with names, dates, and sayings. These make the most unique gifts that will be treasured by those that receive them. Often your personalized sign can be completed and ready to take home within minutes. We also have hundreds of pieces of new art designed by our local artist D. Jones and made here in the United States. Recent signs that can be personalized make great gifts or decorations for your home. Many of the wreaths we carry have matching sea rings, garlands, sprays, and sprigs. Our Chala purses, decorated with animals of all shapes and sizes, make great gifts for anyone and we have a great selection. Need a red truck? We can probably meet that need. We have framed art, lamps, signs, and red trucks, too, in all four seasons. Come visit us today. That's a work of heart. Now open 10 to 9 in Grand Central Mall or find us online at aworkofheart.biz. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, your NF Tech football team played an opponent this week that you didn't really have much time to prepare for. That's right. You know, we was playing the folks over to East Springfield Polytechnic. They wasn't even on the schedule, and we was making up the schedule prior to the season even starting. We thought that we was going to be playing a real prestigious uh, opponent this week, the Georgia Institute of Football, TGIF, but those boys didn't feel like they wanted to come and play us, and we got real lucky when uh, East Springfield Polytechnic, the boys over to ESP, called up and said they figured that we was going to play a ball game this week, and they wanted to play us. It certainly was a coincidence when they called looking for a ball game. Well, just not only that, it was real amazing, because uh, just prior to that, the folks over to TGIF called said they wasn't coming, and Coach uh, uh, Benzinger, Brains Benzinger, over to ESP called and says, Coach, 
Coach, I know that you're looking for a ball game this week, and I wanted to come over and play y'all. And I'm just wondering, Coach, what kind of game was it? It was a fine ball game. You know, I am real pleased with the way the Oysters acquitted themselves up on, on the football field. You know, they did play a real fine ball game on offense. And, of course, now I am real pleased about the way they played on defense. They gave a real fine effort. And, of course, all the boys that played on special teams, they gave a real fine effort as well. And, of course, the Oysters did play a fine ball game. And I do want to point out that everybody over at the ESP gave a real fine effort as well. They played a fine ball game. So what all the fans, what came over to the ball game, over to the half-shell stadium scene, when everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. Well, Coach, can we report that the Oysters picked up their first win of the season? Well, you could report that if you wanted, but uh, you'd be in a gross error. You know, uh, I'm, I'm real ashamed of, of, of the way the score turned out. But I do want to point out to all the fans that the score is not indicative of the way that we played because we played a whole lot better than the score would indicate. What was that score, Coach? Well, we got beat 46 and zip. And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. Well, that was a fine ball game there. That's coming from Earl T. Pitts. Remember Earl Pitts? <laughs> well, the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by this item, which has antioxidant properties. It may boost heart health, may lower bad LDL cholesterol. It may improve gut health, reduce blood pressure, reduce the risk of stroke, may lower blood sugar levels, and it may also help reduce the risk of cancer. What is it? Black tea. Well, Coach Turf, a 46 to nothing loss. I know it was a difficult uh, chore getting ready for a team that you only knew one day in advance you were going to be playing. That's right. You know, it wasn't real easy to get ready for a, a ball game, which you only knew a day ahead of time you was going to be playing. But, you know, that's one of the things that makes football a great game it is. You know, that's one of the things you've got to expect when you get into this great business of, of coaching football. You know, uh, preparing for ball games and, and relating to the unexpected just goes along with fumbles and interceptions. You've got to expect that, that life ain't going to be no uh, uh, smooth road. It's going to have a few bumps and potholes, and uh, I believe we found all of them this week. How would you compare the ESP team to some of the better teams in the six-pack conference? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because, you know, uh, uh, what, what Coach uh, uh, Benzinger come up to me and said after the ball game was, he says, Coach, you know, you got a real fine ball club, and, and I know you got some real fine ball clubs in your conference, and I, we was wondering if maybe we could come into the conference next year. And what did you tell him, Coach? Well, who ever heard of a seven-pack? Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H FM's. Good Monday morning from 970 WATH. It's party line time here on this Monday, October 25th, 2021. 15 minutes after 9 o'clock and old Art Turf, well, they dropped another one to ESP. Old Brains Benzinger over there outfoxed 
the Artster for the ball game this past weekend. The fictional ball game, that is. <laughs> well, we got some real ball games to tell you about here in just a moment. On Party Line, the longest-running talk show, I believe, in the state of Ohio. It is 56 degrees and cloudy in Athens as uh, we start out the week. On this Monday, it's a marvelous Monday, right? People get up and they go, oh, geez, it's Monday. Yeah, well, you know what? You got to get up and get another day in the gift of life, right? The most precious gift of all. I'm Scott Daly, filling in for Dave for just a few moments. He got, uh, well, called away for some important business, and uh, he'll be here with us shortly. So welcome into the party line on this Monday. Sure, hope you had a great weekend. Yeah, the weather wasn't too awfully bad, was it? But uh, Saturday turned out pretty nice in the afternoon. We got a little bit of rain, yeah, Saturday morning, and then a little bit uh, late yesterday afternoon. Maybe a little bit this morning. I think some rain is in the forecast for later on today. As I watched the Channel 4 newscast, uh, they had rain showing up in this area right around noon today. And then later on this afternoon, Brian Hughes is saying we could get some uh, thunderstorms possibly. So stay tuned for that high temperature today, right about 65 degrees. And again, those rain showers in the forecast cooling down tomorrow with a high temperature of only 53, 56 Wednesday, 64 Thursday, 55 Friday for the first round of the high school football playoffs. And uh, gonna give you the pairings here in just a moment with some teams of interest in our area. And then Saturday, the second day of the state football playoffs, 56 degrees and uh, some light rain. Rain showers Friday, light rain Saturday for this area as uh, Nelsonville York Buckeyes will be hosting a first-round game, as well as the Trimble Tough Tomcats will be hosting a first-round game as well. All right, 56 Saturday, then uh, warming up again Sunday, 60 degrees and partly sunny. Currently, though, 56 degrees and cloudy. Well, the Bobcats took another tough one, another tough loss. On Saturday to the Kent State Golden Flashes, uh, final score is 34 to 27. Uh, so uh, no bowl game for the Bobcats this year, uh, but I think that was decided probably last week or maybe two weeks ago. The Bobcats uh, struggling at one and seven now, I believe it is, but they've got some winnable games coming up. Now you know what it would make their season if they could defeat Miami, and they will have them here in Athens a week from tomorrow night as the MAC starts their weeknight games due to TV contracts. So the Bobcats in Miami next home game a week from tomorrow night, Tuesday, November 2nd. And then they go to Eastern Michigan the following Tuesday. And then the following Tuesday after that, they host Toledo. Toledo struggling this year. And then they finish up the season at Bowling Green on the 26th, which uh, Bowling Green is struggling too. So I'm seeing uh, four winnable games here to finish out the season for the Bobcats. So come on, Cats. You got to bounce back. You can do it. 
And the big win for the Ohio State Buckeyes over the weekend as they pound Indiana 54-7. Now the game was tied 7-7 in the early stages of the game. However, the Buckeyes, wow, they uh, took it to the Hoosiers the rest of the game, winning 54-7. They will host uh, Penn State this coming Saturday. My goodness, I think they are calling this a scarlet out at the Horseshoe this Saturday night. Another national game for the Buckeyes. All right, Penn State was ranked, I believe, number six or seven. They played a nine-overtime game against Illinois at Penn State. Yeah, nine overtimes. Now, the NCAA has adopted new rules this year to try to curb those overtime games by making teams go for a two-point conversion after the second touchdown is scored. And then if it's still tied, teams get one down to score two points. Well, neither team could do it for another five overtimes until Illinois did. Illinois ended up winning, I think, 20 to 18. But that's what the NCAA was trying to avoid. And you would think, you know, a college team could go three yards to score two points. Not that easy. So, uh, wow, a nine-overtime game there. So Penn State's going to be looking to rebound and save face, as you might say. So big game in Columbus this weekend, the Buckeyes and the Nittany Lions. Uh, High school football pairings go like this. Teams of interest, uh, Jackson made it in the playoffs. Division three games on Friday uh, will be divisions one through four. And then Divisions 5, 6, and 7 games will be on Saturday. All games start at 7 p.m. Uh, Sheridan made it into the playoffs. They will travel to take on Columbus, St. Francis, DeSales. Uh, Vincent Warren made it in. They will travel to Bloom Carroll. Gallipolis made it in. They will travel to Heath and MacArthur, Vinton County. We know them as Vinton County, the Vikings. They are in the playoffs. They travel to Byesville, Meadowbrook. And Waverly has made it in, a former SCOAL team that Athens played frequently. They will host Germantown Valley View. And Wellston makes it in. They travel to Ironton, a number one seed Ironton. And other teams of local interest, Beverly Fort Fry, a number one seed. Uh, they will host Johnstown, Johnston Northridge. And also uh, Newark Catholic, which is always a big foe of the Trimble Tomcats. They get the number one seed in Division 7, and they will uh, host Danville, the number 16 seed. And number 13, Reedsville Eastern uh, at 4-4. Four and four, They will travel to East Knox High School. And here are the Gloucester Trimble Tomcats. We just know them as the Tomcats, right? The Trimble Tomcats get a first-round home game. They will host Lancaster Fisher Catholic. And in that division, Region 27, Division 7, Region 27, I can see a Newark Catholic Trimble matchup for all the marbles. Well, there you have it, the high school pairings and a recap of sports. How about the Bengals? A big win over Baltimore. People said the Bengals didn't have it against a very good Baltimore team. Well, you're right. They didn't have it. They had much more than just having it as they pounded the Baltimore Ravens. Way to go, Joey and the Bengals. So uh, with that, there's the sports roundup, I do believe. And waiting in the wings here is one Dave Palmer. So here we go. We're going to switch out here and continue on with Party Line on 970 WATH.
Good morning. <laughs> oh, mercy. And Scott is here, as you can tell. <coughs> Let me get my set up all right. Sorry, I was detained on a phone call. And it threw everything off. But uh, we're, we'll, we'll get it back together here. October 25th, right? Is that right, Scott? Yes, that is. So much paperwork in front of me. Okay. Um, While you're sorting through that, I want to add, too, that uh, we will be carrying the uh, Trimble Tomcats and Nelsonville York Buckeyes as far as they go in the playoffs on either 970 uh, or Power 105, our sister station. So uh, you can follow all of those games here with both of those teams uh, right here on either one of our stations. We'll have the, uh, the Trim- exact Trimble, station coming Trim- up. Trimble and who? Nelsonville York. Okay. They both made it into the playoffs. Different divisions, but they both host games this weekend. Trimble, Saturday night, Nelsonville, York, Friday night. There you go. Well, congratulations to both those schools on getting uh, into the playoffs. Yes, right? that's right. That, and the playoffs have been expanded this year from eight teams in each region to 12 teams. So I think there's a total of uh, 336 teams statewide now that are in the playoffs beginning this weekend. 336? I think that's the total, yes. And how many, now I'm curious, how many schools are there total? I think there are about seven to 800 total in so, the state, so something like, like that. So like half make it? Uh, a little less than half, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> With that expansion this year, so... Uh, if you remember last year, I'm sure Nelsonville York fans remember, they missed out on the playoffs by just fractions of points that they could have gotten in. I think they finished as a number nine seed and only eight got in. Fair enough. So they're in this year. 57 degrees here in Athens and uh, really very cloudy. Not a, not a hint of sunshine at the moment. Um They say it'll jump up to, uh, not jump really, but just slowly climb up to 65, our high. And rain showers are likely at some point today. So we'll just, uh, you know, what it is, it is. We have no real control over it, do we? All right, well, let's see here. It is October 25th. Today is um, sourest day. Not sweetest, but sourest day. I wonder what that means. Dig the dig through there. Sourest day. Okay. Are they, are they talking about relationships. I, yeah, <laughs> I would say that would be a catch-all for a lot of things. <coughs> sour people, sour disposition, sour candy, sour grapes. Yeah. <laughs> you name it. <laughs> It's National Greasy Foods Day. There we go. Our foodie thing. Yeah. um, Doesn't sound appealing to me at all. Yeah, it's not good for the system either. It's Chucky the Notorious Killer Doll Day. I know. I saw that. I'm like, really? Do we need that? Do we? Uh, Evidently. Apparently, somebody felt it necessary. (laughs) <clears throat> Let's see here. Historically, on this day, 
what has happened. We have in the year 1415, the Battle of Agincourt, in which Henry V's forces defeat the larger French army, and the longbow defeats the armored knight. Eighteen fifty four, the infamous charge of the Light Brigade during the Battle of Balaclava, right? As I recall, that sounds familiar. In the Crimean War, results in over one hundred um, deaths. Nineteen sixty two, U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Adlai Stevenson demands the USSR UN representative Zorin answer regarding Cuban missile bases saying I am prepared to wait for my answer until hell freezes over. I remember that. 1971 United Nations votes to expel the Chinese nationalist ruled Taiwan and and emit the Communist People's Republic of China. And let's see here. 2017, just a few years back, Chinese Premier... Um, let's see here. How was that pronounced? Xi Jinping, right? Some, I think that's close anyway. Yep. Xi Jinping. There you go. Thank you. He unveils his new ruling council in the Great Hall of the People. And none of the five are young enough to succeed him. Interesting. Well, let's see here. Katy Perry celebrating her 37th birthday today. Of the four we have to mention, she's the only one still alive, Katy Perry. Otherwise, Pablo Picasso, I think I heard you mention earlier in the day uh, on your show about him. He um, was born in 1881, died in 1973. Pallavi. Mohammed Riza Pahlavi. Dig into that one. P-A-H-L-A-V-I. Um, this is one I'm not real sure about. Anyway, he was born in 1919, died in 1980. He was the last Shah of the Imperial State of Iran from Iran. September 16th, 1941, until his overthrow in the Iranian Revolution on February 11th, 1979. He was the Shah of Iran. So he died within a year afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Richard E. Byrd. Aviator? I'm guessing. It's faintly in my memory. I'm not sure. B-Y-R-D. He was an American naval officer. Okay. He was a recipient of the Medal, Medal of Honor, and the highest honor of valor given by the U.S. 
and was a pioneering American aviator, polar yeah. explorer, and organizer of polar logistics. There you go. I, I, it, there was something faintly in my mind there. Anyway, he was born in 1888, died in 1957. He got around. Two, two deaths to mention today. Uh, we'll do them in order. First of all, George II. Born in 1683, died in 1760. So that'd be British, right? Uh, I would say so, yes. And Albert Anastasia. George II was a former king of Great Britain? Uh, Yeah. Okay, and who was the next one? Albert Anastasia, born in 1902. Died in 1957. He was a bad guy. Yeah. He was an American-Italian mobster, hitman, and crime boss. One of the founders of the modern American mafia, co-founder and later boss of the Murder, Inc. organization. He eventually rose to the position of boss in what became the modern Gambino crime family. Oh, there is a familiar name. Yeah. Well, let's see here. Good good morning, folks, by the way. It's uh, 9.33, exactly. Um, Let's see here. I I guess maybe it's been a while since we've done the statistics on COVID in our region as well as, well, as well as the world. So uh, these figures are always a few hours old. I generally do them at, um, um, well, the the U.S. report is generally published at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So today at 2, I will update it again. But this is as of yesterday. So... Shall we work backwards or forwards? Uh, let's go forward. Okay. World population. You know, there's uh, 7.8 billion people living in this uh, world. Okay, we had, um, we have had so far. 244,400, I'm sorry, 244,409,636 cases of COVID in the world. Now, when you blend that against our population, that's 3%. Now, how many cases were new yesterday? 318,000. I'm just rounding it to the nearest whatever. The day before, 511. The day before that, 494. So, you know, it's, it's down a little bit as of yesterday. The number of new cases each day. But that changes. This 
unless we can start a trend. Vaccinations worldwide, 48.5% of the people living in our world have been vaccinated. Deaths, we've had um, 2% of the cases have died, which is 4,963,503. How many died just yesterday? 4,672. So 2%, once again, we say 3% of the whole population has had COVID thus far. 2% of that number have passed. Right now, there's 18 million active cases, which also means 221,427,585 people have had it and have recovered. So those are the world stats. Now let's go to the United States. Here in the United States, okay. In the United States, forty six million three hundred and twelve thousand seven hundred and eighty two cases have occurred since the beginning, which was February 5th of 2020. What's that represent? That's almost 14% of our population has had it. Remember, the world population was 3%. All right, 14% almost have had COVID in the U.S. Did I give the number exactly? 46,312,782 people. Now, what's the vaccination rate here? 65.45%. So let's just call it 66% have received a vaccination. The world was 48%, but here in the U.S., 65%. Now, so far, where the world death rate was 2%, 2.04%, the U.S. death rate has been 1.63%. It's not great news, but it's better than the world, right? Active yes. cases, 20% of... Um, we have... Um, active cases. 
So if, um, we have 36,000. I'm sorry, 36. I don't know if I read that figure, the last one correct or not. So let me start over. 9 million active cases. 9,503,806. That's 20.20.5%. And that represents 20.5% of ah, those that have had it. Okay, just making sure of myself here. By the same token, 77.85% of those that have had it have recovered. And that number is 36,052,614. Okay? Now, state of Ohio. I know sometimes these figures are laborious, but I think it's important we go through them once in a while. State of Ohio has 11 point, uh, almost 11.7 million people. Yesterday, there were 3,289 new cases, bringing the total cases to 1,521,844 cases. So 13% of our state's population has or has had it. Right now, 7.1% of that figure are active, which is 108,245. 10,007 people are in the hospital, ICU. Then there's 68,704 that are in the hospital but not in the ICU. One million four hundred and thirteen thousand five hundred and ninety-nine. So ninety-two point eight nine percent of those that have caught it are now recovered. This is this, once again the state of Ohio. Vaccinations, 55.09% of our state's population. So this is called 55.1% have been vaccinated. Um, by the way, there's in the last three days at least, there's been no new deaths in the state of Ohio. But the total is still dramatic. 23,955 have died in Ohio. But that number has, been, um, has not changed in the last three days. Finally, our own county, Athens County. Um, 
Let's see. We had 12 new cases yesterday, bringing the total to 7,792, which represents about 12% of our population has had it or is still going through it. 272 are in the hospital. Um, 7,323 have recovered. That's 94%. We've had 79 deaths, and that number of 79 has also stood the same for three days now. Um, vaccination rate, 48.2, well, 0.3%. Not as good as the state or the nation. Now, if Athens were the same as the rest of the state of Ohio, we would have had 714 additional cases based on percentages. So, um, I mean, that's that's a bit of good news. I know those figures are a little difficult to absorb without having the sheet right in front of you to look at. But we think it's important to share it uh, a couple times a week. Well, good morning. It is uh, a Monday. Um, it was a little grayer a few minutes ago. It's lightened up ever so slightly. But um, they do say um, rain showers are quite possible today. Yeah, I think Channel 4, as I mentioned, had the rain moving through our area beginning around noon. And then later on this afternoon, possibilities of some, uh, well, some some decent thunderstorms I, I say decent with uh using that in the terms of they could be pretty active okay so uh stay tuned for that and also if you want some more information on this sourest day yeah that we looked at earlier well, what, what is this that? this goes on to say sourest day follows on the heels of sweetest day the sourest day of the year is observed daily on october 25th if life is giving you lemons or you feel like a grumpy Gus, this day is for you. <laughs> Smiles be banished. Replace them all with pouts and frowns. That doesn't sound good, does it? Not to me. Not to me either. How to observe sourest day. Well, have a sour day all day. That doesn't sound good either. Well, this apparently was created by someone from the state up north. In 1977. Up north? Yeah. You mean Michigan? Yeah. Okay. To honor a friend with a sour last name. His last name was Sour? Yeah, but it was S-A-U-E-R, I guess. Oh. So, anyway, uh, there you have a little bit more on on that. And, um... Let's see. Question here posed. Was my friend is in a sour mood? How can I cheer them up? Trying to cheer up a petulant friend can take some doing depending on the circumstances. Besides showering them with completely opposite attitude, being sweet, that is. Uh, well, 
try to do a funny story or a joke, just listen to them, watch a funny movie, go for a walk with them, and uh, get those endorphins and happy hormones are going right there. And also, I think I mentioned earlier about the Nelsonville York game. Uh, it is on Saturday as well. Divisions 5, 6, and 7 in the high school football playoffs are being played on Saturday night. So Nelsonville York will host Centerburg on Friday night, uh, uh, excuse me, Saturday night, and Trimble will host Lancaster Fisher Catholic also on Saturday night. And both those games you could uh, hear right here, right? Yeah, we're going to have one on 970 and the other one on Power 105. Imagine that. Yeah. So, I, you know, obviously if they stay in the playoffs, uh, which we hope they go all the way, uh, that that will be the case throughout the playoffs. They will play every Saturday night, hmm. as long as they're in the tournament. The playoffs, that is. Exciting time for high school football this time of year. Well, congratulations to both of those. Schools. Absolutely, go Buckeyes, go Tomcats. And we need to get the Bobcats turned around. The, um, let's see, the remaining, what, there are two more home games, and they're both at, uh, during the week, right? Yeah, Tuesday night games. Okay. November 2nd, and then again November um, 16th, two weeks with that. Miami on the 2nd and Toledo on the 16th. I think they've got four winnable games left. They need to make their season by beating Miami because there's no bowl game this year for the Bobcats, obviously. I think that was decided maybe a week or two ago with five and then six losses. How's Miami doing this year? Uh, they're right about in the mid. I think they're like four and four, so they're beatable. I think they're in like second place in the MAC East. Kent State is leading the East now. So I I think it's a very winnable game for the Bobcats, you know. Okay. They got them here in Peden Stadium. You know, it's a rival game for the Bobcats. So let's take it to them. Toledo's struggling. Uh, Eastern Michigan's struggling. Bowling Green, they're at the bottom of the MAC East. So, again, I say four very winnable games. So good luck, Coach Alvin and the Bobcats. The um – on the national scene, uh, we have some stories in here this morning. Um, New York Times is the source. Uh, this first one is entitled Winning by Losing. We're talking about politics now. President Biden and congressional Democrats are now trying to cut their original $3.5 trillion family policy plan roughly in half so that it can win enough moderate votes to pass. In doing so, the Democrats have two basic options. One is fewer ideas, the other is fewer years. The first option involves eliminating entire programs from the plan. The second involves keeping nearly all of them, including universal pre-K child tax credits, 
paid family leave and expanded health care access, but having some expire after only a few years. As you might expect, there are reasonable arguments in favor of both approaches. Redistricting the bill to fewer programs would create more certainty about the future of federal policy. It would allow government officials to focus on the remaining programs and allow families to plan for the future confidently. A broader temporary approach, on the other hand, would allow Democratic leaders in Congress to satisfy more of their members, meaning Some care deeply about expanding Medicaid, for example, while others care more about Medicare. The temporary approach might also prove to be less temporary than it initially seemed, because a future Congress might decide to extend the programs. Well, these competing arguments have received a significant amount of attention, But there is also one argument for the Democrats to choose the temporary approach that has not been received as much attention. It involves electoral politics, and it's the subject of today's newsletter. So if you'd like to look it up, go to the New York Times website. Yeah, you're hoping they can find some compromise there, but uh, one thing about that is... When the president mentions it's not going to cost anything, it's already paid for, not sure I buy that because for me it's like if you go to have a meal, let's say you go have a meal, you go out to eat somewhere, okay, you pay for the meal, right? You ate the meal, it's already done, and you paid for it, but then you get up and walk away and say, well, it was free, it didn't cost anything. Well, of course it did, because you paid for it. But after you've eaten it, you can say, yeah, it was free. I'm done. Done eating. So, not sure. I've never been able to do that. Exactly. So, you know, it's going to cost taxpayers. this Whatever they decide on, That you and I and the taxpayers are going to pay for this. It's, it's, a, it's, it's not going to be free. It's a shifting of funds. It and is, but it's still taxpayer funds. It funded. may be, you know, that the thing that it, they took it away from, we would agree that they took it away from. We don't know. Yeah, and again, there's some good things in, in that bill. But, you know, let's, let's be forthright about it. It's not, not already paid for. We, we, the taxpayers, are paying for it. Nothing's free except the grocery sack. Let's see here. Um, uh, Regarding the virus, again from the New York Times, uh, children 5 to 11 years of age could now be eligible for Pfizer's vaccine within a few weeks. Dr. Fauci um, mentioned that. Um, Another item, a small percentage of people have defied vaccine mandates, costing them their jobs. Now, uh, there are some places where they have said um, you must be vaccinated. 
or you are not allowed to be employed here. Um, that's um, that's a very difficult thing for management to address. Yeah, and it's even more difficult for the employees. Yep. So, I I don't want to express an opinion there. Um, let's see, another thing they point out is a labor shortage made worse by the pandemic is causing trash to go uncollected in some cities. Um, that's where their refuse hauling staff, again, some have said, I'm not getting that. And so they get laid off, so then they don't have enough people to do the job, right? Well, difficult issue. Yes. Lots of them. In politics, Russia has conducted a cyber surveillance campaign against our nation's government, as well as corporations. And all of this apparently aimed at acquiring data stored in the cloud. We were driving somewhere over the weekend, and my, my wife was reading me an article which basically went into a lot of detail about changing your passwords regularly and what programs you should uh, not participate in on your, your uh, electronic devices. And because they are uh, more susceptible to uh, hackers. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Hacking. And, you know, some of them were very familiar. Um, software programs. And others were, I've never heard of. But, boy, what a mess. You know, is there any way? I think this. I think this article appeared in Reader's Digest, the most recent uh, issue, and they did have some suggestions. So, for what it's worth, it's in there. Yeah, it's also a good idea to reset your modems as well. If you have your internet coming through a modem, for instance, provided by Spectrum something like that every three months or so they recommend resetting that too to get the information out of there um ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. let's see here we have about 60 seconds remaining in today's program i'm just uh, looking through the last few pieces um i have a report here entitled 2021's best places for halloween and um, what city do you think made number one? Oh, my. Um, Greenwich, Connecticut. Wherever the Salem witch trials. Yeah, well. Salem. Boom, hiss. <laughs> um, no, it's New York City. Oh. Los Angeles, number two. Las Vegas, number three. Miami, four. San Francisco, five. Boston, six. San Diego, seven. Santa Ana, California, San Jose, then Orlando makes 10. 
So um, maybe if we have some time tomorrow, we'll go through this in a little more detail. Yeah, let's do. But, uh, folks, uh, I'm sorry I missed the first few moments of the show, but Scott did a good job um, with the sports, and we needed to know all that stuff. So be careful out there, and stay dry, right? In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FM's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Microsoft has just issued a new warning about Russian hackers. The company says the same people behind last year's SolarWinds breach are still targeting the global supply chain and cloud service resellers. CBS News tech reporter Dan Patterson. Attacking that supply chain, attacking those software components, means that attackers like Nobelium can sneak in and then have persistent connections to hundreds or even thousands of different companies and government organizations. The new campaign comes just months after President Biden imposed new sanctions on Moscow. Rival Democratic factions may finally be coming together on the president's spending bill. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. There are indications a deal is close, but there's an adage here in Washington that nothing is agreed to until everything is agreed to. And a meeting at Joe Biden's Wilmington home between the president, the Senate Majority Leader, and West Virginia's Joe Manchin did not end in a deal. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi signals if there is an agreement on social spending, she may put the bipartisan physical infrastructure bill on the floor by midweek to give the president a landmark victory just before he heads to two global summits in Europe. Moderna's reporting a robust response in kids age 6 to 11, a month after getting second doses of its COVID vaccine. The drug maker says it is 90% effective in preventing symptomatic disease. Pfizer reported similar results last week. Northern California is swamped with water after a bomb cyclone came ashore, blasting the region with massive amounts of rain and wind. Kylie Malloy lives in Colfax near Sacramento. To see the rain and just like help all the dry land land out there. Rain's a good thing, and as long as everyone's preparing for it, rain's a good thing right now. The weather's closed highways and bridges and triggered mudslides in areas hard hit by wildfires. You'll be able to rent an electric car soon. Rent one. Here's WWJ's Jeff Gilbert. So you want EVs, you have come to the right place. Hertz teaming up with Tesla. That's Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. Brady doing the commercials. Tesla's selling Hertz 100,000 Model 3s. Hertz expects to expand their EV offer to other brands. Philadelphia commuters could be stranded next month. Transit workers have voted to walk off their jobs on SEPTA buses and trains if they don't reach an agreement on a new contract. Union President Willie Brown. We don't want to strike. We're going to do everything we can to work and keep the system running. But if it breaks down, we have to do it. Union workers say they need more help dealing with belligerent passengers who refuse to wear masks. This is CBS News. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash...